Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your host tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, yes, yes. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 135 of the No Name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Left of the Great. And yeah, this is kind of a different type of vibe this week. Um, what happened was we had the driven episode number three, uh, Storm Before the Calm. It, it debuted this week, uh, so we kind of watched that. Uh, I already had watched it, but I watched it again to make sure it wasn't something else already there. And then Max and I got on and did a live, and we had David Isherwood, the owner of RCGP, come on uh, and take a phone call with us and talk about it. And then we went into, you know, we answered people. It was fun. It was actually, we was only supposed to do it for an hour, and then we ended up being on there for an hour and 45 minutes and just uh, interacting with the viewers that were there. Thank you to everybody that joined us. It was great on Facebook and YouTube. We kind of did it early in the, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. So it wasn't that many people on. People were still at work. Um, and thank you to David for his time for coming on. So I decided to make this a podcast because uh, Tuesday I got sick and I, I don't know what happened. Man. I was just really sick to my stomach, projectile vomiting. <laughs> Woke up Tuesday morning like that and um, felt better in the afternoon and and didn't get back to 100% to the next day. So I was supposed to record Tuesday. Uh, I, I missed that, that appointment, obviously, before being sick. And then I was, had another guest lined up, and it just didn't work out this week. And sometimes that happens. Uh, don't worry, we will be back next week. Sorry to the patrons, you guys didn't get any uh, early release this week. I do apologize for that. But just, you know... Just, Life happened with that, the guests and all that. And then I have guests lined up for next week. So it's just the story of doing a podcast life. So I just decided to take the audio from this because it was a really great chat with Max and David and just interacting with the people in the group. If you want to see, watch this, it's it's it doesn't have this intro, obviously, but it's uh, in the live videos on the YouTube channel, which I, I hope you guys can help me get up to 1,500 subs or at like 1,330 be great if you could get up to 1,500 subs by the end of summer. I think I'll do a giveaway for 1,500 subs. I got a plaque I want to give away. So hit that notification button. Help me get to uh, 1,500 subs. Um, so I just added this audio, and I wanted to just give you guys an explanation to why we didn't have a podcast. Uh, and that's it. Um, you know, we, we were doing these. Racing's hot and heavy. We're enjoying that. Uh, we will probably be... And, and to be honest, Max and I touched on a lot of topics on this podcast I mean, on this live, like the E-Nationals, Mayfield, all this type of stuff. Um, it was just fun. So here's the audio from all of that. And I just wanted to give you guys an explanation and say thank you to everybody for the continued support of the No Name RC podcast. It's incredible. We're coming up on three years of doing this and we're still growing and um, it's, it's so good. We can't do this without you guys, the listeners who uh, support us and share and listen and tune in and... It's not, it's not always just about that. I mean, we're, we're trying to institute and just not institute, but we're trying to help be a part of some change in our industry and just get people thinking in a different way and 
it seems to be working and that that means a lot to 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 me especially because it means people are listening to some of the stuff i mean some of the stuff we just rant about and maybe we shouldn't you know maybe i don't think there's ever been a rant that we haven't ranted that i think we shouldn't have i think we rant but we come up with solutions anyway i'm not trying to go on for a ramble i'm just trying to say thank you guys you know i can't say anything with just one sentence thank you guys for everything i greatly appreciate the support thank you to the patrons of the of the nnrc i greatly appreciate you guys support you make things so much easier help get keep these bills paid not just here in the studio but at home which is desperately needed we know rc doesn't pay well so thank you to you guys. If you ever wish to be a patron, the link is in the written description. Also, you see in the written description, it's like Linktree. If you see that, you just click on that. That has all my links for all the sponsors, uh, all the Patreon, all the YouTube, I, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. It's just under one link. It just looks a little neater. So just click on there uh, if you if you want to follow any of the links that are attached to the podcast. And I have to shout out, to the, obviously, to the awesome sponsors of the podcast. They are Mayako. I know everybody's getting anxious about the Mayako car. It's, I, I'm here in end of August. So, it's you know, everybody wants to see it. But, you know, good things come to those who wait. TNR Fuels, thank you to them. You know, uh, fuel made by racers for racers. Check out Chris Nelson if you're interested in getting some TNR Fuels. Beach RC, thank you to Brenton Lucas uh, for all the support big time supporter and long time supporter of the podcast. If you guys can use our affiliate link, it really helps us out greatly. Appreciate that. High Tech RCD. They've come on. Uh hopefully next week I'm gonna have the guy Mike from High Tech on and we're gonna talk a little bit about this company. It's been around for a long time. Let's find out about it. Uh thank you to them. Greatly appreciate their support. Techno RC, thank you for all the support. The Techno Takeover man, they got a great team. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can get a big win this year. Not too many big races left, but I mean big races, like big, big races. So let's see what they do. Thank you for their support. JQ Racing, shout out to all my JQ Racing family. Love you guys like life. I know we're getting smaller, but don't worry. We're coming back. We're like baby's kids. We don't die, we multiply. Sun City RC Raceway, you guys got a race coming up. USRC is going there soon. Ryan Lutz is coming there. So if you guys are in the mood to go to a USRC race, and hang out with Ryan Lutz. You can go and hang out with the SCRC crew. Check them out. It's in August. August 13th. I think the weekend of August 13th, 14th. Lugs Racing Tires. Hey, Lugs Racing Tires. People are trying them. They're liking them. Go get you some. There, you can go, go to www.lugsracing.com. Use the promo code NNRC. Lugs in all caps, and you will save some money off your order. Show them some love. Those guys are working hard. Manscaped.com. Remember, everybody, Manscaped's been with us for a long time. They'll continue with us, so I guess we're doing some, right? I guess you guys are out there manscaping. Thank you for all of that. Uh, check them out. Remember, www.manscaped.com. Promo code no name in all caps. Save 20% off your order. Cut through the jungle to find your manhood. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you guys are doing that. So thank you. I appreciate that. Papa Willis, Traction Tonic, longtime supporter. Check out uh, Scooter. He's got some good stuff going. He's always uh, doing making some new stuff. He's got some lubricants and stuff going as well. If you don't need any tire sauce, but some of the best tire sauce on the market, use promo code NNRC and you will save 10% off your order. Racecraft USA, get pitted with a command module. Guys, are, you know, I love chasing them, guys. They're killing it. More and more people are getting these awesome command modules. They're modifying them. Check them out. Get yourself one. Use promo code NNRC uh, squad. Yeah, that's what that one is. In all caps, and you save 10% off your order. Hey, we got some promo codes for you guys. We finally got some good ones for you. Uh, go in on her. We got more. So I hope you guys just use them. And shout out to Wally Builds. 
House of RC, RCGP, and just everybody that supports this podcast, man. Honestly, we can't do it without you guys. All the people that help us out, all the people that listen, that pay attention, listen to us ramble. Thank you. Thank you to Max and David for coming on. Thank you to everybody that joined us on this podcast, uh, this live. We're going to start doing more lives, I think. It comes in, so let me explain. So how it works is we come in, and I was playing the intro from Dr- Driven 3, but the audience couldn't hear the audio, but you can hear it on my side. So you heard that, and then you hear Max say, well, we couldn't hear the sound, and then we bumble our way through that. With that said, enjoy this episode. Share it. Thank you for all the support. And um, hey, yeah, enjoy it. Thank you. See what's happening. Oh, there's a huge that all grew with Kanas and uh, JQ were, were looping together. Came in that last up in third, he's finished eighth. Second and third is where the battle's at. Nightmare last that for JQ. The dust is so great, it's causing a storm. the Austrian leg of the Grand Prix concluded, a certain Italian footballer was making sure his facility was ready. Yo, what's up? It's good. There's no sound, though. No sound? Yeah. Uh, I forgot to add the sound button to that. My mistake. Your fault. What's up, Max? How you doing? We should might as well remove this so nobody can hear it. I'm doing good. You're kind of clipping though. Your mic. Well, I'm clipping on my mic. Put that down a little yeah. bit. Let me uh, let me stop this playing real quick. Yeah, in case you guys haven't watched it already, uh, the Driven episode three is dropped today. Dropped about an hour ago. No, two hours ago. I think it was. Um, I got. I've seen it already. I've seen it like twice. Uh, I got to see it when it first came out, and then we did a uh, we did a screening of it for the patrons. What's up, Salty Joe? What's up, RC Kevin? What's up, RC? I don't know who it is, who that is. So yeah, why don't why don't we have anybody in Facebook uh, tuning in? So yeah, what's up, Max? You look tired, Max. Well, I mean, I'm okay. I, I mean, I'm usually going to bed around this time, but I, I kind of go to bed wherever right now. I uh, work at like so the middle part of the day, so I don't have to really worry about. Okay, so you're on the second shift, that. so you're making like 11. What's up, Casey Neal? How you doing? All right. Um. So, Max, I wanted to have you on her. We're going to call David here in a little bit. Uh, but here we have the Asti race. You, you was one of the people that got to attend each of these races. I just attended the American one. By the time you guys got to Italy, how was it? Was it, um, oh, what's up, Born RC? All right, got you. How you doing, man? How was it? Was was you guys into a pattern type of things, going into Asti, like you knew what you had to do? You also was working behind the scenes, like helping set up, set up, take apart, take down everything. So you was there extra. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, me and JQ went, went to the track, like, I'd say three weeks before the race, we went to Torino and uh, we were there practicing. And then it was close enough to us where we could just go and drive. 
drive over there and see how it went. But they they were building a track for a few weeks with mm. Diego and, and his guy. So he was building a new layout and they were working for it uh, for a, quite a while. Then, like, the week leading up to the race, uh, me and JQ went there with Mao and painted all the pipes and set up all the banners on the uh, sort of uh, on the side of the track with Diego and, and, and his his guys. Mm-hmm. So it was it, it was actually quite a, quite a long process. It was the probably one of the longest ones because we were, like, there. Mm-hmm. The Philippines, I showed up, like, last week. Well, JQ was obviously setting up there, but I showed up just, like, a week before. And uh, for fairing, it was like a week before. So for this race, we were there for a while. Um, like from a racing standpoint, it's pretty good in Italy because there's lots of tracks close by. Mm-hmm. And we were like practicing on another track uh, uh, near Torino. And um, yeah, racing perspective, uh, it was like good. And then like preparing wise, we, we we weren't at the track that much apart from the last week before the race. But Diego and his guys really handled the track pretty well. And I really actually liked the track. I never got my car set up really well for the track, but I really liked the layout, though. Okay. All right. Um, it, it was probably one of the... Compared to... It was different from... Uh... Just real quick, guys. How's my audio? Because I can't hear myself for some reason. Your your mic is kind of hot. Yeah, I don't understand why it's so hot. To be honest, it shouldn't be. I haven't done anything different. Uh, but anywho, uh, is it still hot like that? No, no, no. It's good. It's all right. No, all no. right. I just had to turn on some of the settings here. Uh, I was excited because it's a beautiful scenery, uh, beautiful facility. I was excited. You know, I didn't know that. Uh, former Italian football player was into RC and had a track and all that type of stuff. So that amazed me. Uh, it was kind of like a, a mix of fairing and, and a little bit of the jumps. Like it didn't have any big crazy jumps. Like, no, like but I mean, Philippines. Was, like the style of the track was really close to what the Philippines yeah. was. The grip was sort of weird because Philippine was high grip, but it allowed the car to slip. But this track was like the car sort of gripped. The more it slid, the more it gripped as mm-hmm. well. So uh, the grip level was a bit weird. But like the the jumps and all that were really reminding me of Philippines. And but I mean, this track goes way back. Like this, the Italian job race that Mao did uh, way back in like 2012, mm-hmm. 13, and th- those were like the one of the biggest races in Italy at the time. And it was at this track. Those like the first big international races I remember that were in Italy. The ones in Asti. So how how old is this track? How long has it been there? Oh, it's it's been there for a while. At least I'd say at least ten years. So this guy Diego Fuse has been into RC that long, or did he uh get the track after belong to somebody? How did that work? Uh I'm not 100% sure, but I do believe Diego has been involved since the start. I, I'm the wrong guy guy to ask, but I, I think he's been there since the start, really. Okay. Because there's, right. some, like, uh, there's some, like, I don't know if there's a football field nearby, but there are, like, tennis courts nearby and all that kind of stuff. So so what is this so country, he, what is this part of Italy famous for? I don't really know. Like, this track was, like... It's weird because it's middle of like countryside. There's lots of vine- vineyards and mm. all kind of stuff around the track. So I don't really know. It's it's like quite close to Torino, but like not not that close. So it's weird. It's it's a really small like town. I feel like 
Okay. Well, not right. really small, but like so, quite small. So is it far from like where Barufalo and Ongara and all those guys are? Or how, how does it work? Like, yeah, like a few hour drive. It's not crazy, but it's like a few hour drive. Ongara right. lives like quite far away from the rest of the guys. A lot of the other guys live like quite close to each other. But I feel like Ongara lives a bit more further than, uh, further up north. Okay, interesting. Like, uh, interesting. like an hour away or something. I didn't realize I'm not 100% that. sure of it. Yeah, but it's not like for Americans, it's not a lot, but for Europeans, it's, right, it's a right. bit. It's a uh... because Americans they say, like, I have a track close by and it's an hour away. <laughs> yeah. For us, track close by is like 10 15 minutes. Yeah, it's it's different for you guys, it's different for us. Um, all right, so they, they didn't finish the track to like a couple of days before you guys were supposed to build this, before the event was supposed to happen. Then. Well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was never really like they had to rush for it, though. Mm-hmm. So it was like they were like slowly building it to it. Because it was only Diego and his guy. It's like, I, I, like a few days, there were like three, maybe four people. Mm-hmm. But most of the day, it was just Diego and his other guy. Did they so do a like, complete track rebuild, not... or how did it work? They sort of used uh, existing jumps and parts of the track, and okay. then they made some new ones. So they just basically just revamped the existing layout a bit. I mean, it was completely new layout, but it, they used a lot of the same corners, for example, from the old one, just the other way around. Sweet. What's up, Chris Waiter? Thank you for sharing. What's up, Gary Wright? Thank you. Uh, good. Jo- thanks for joining us. All right, uh, Max. Should we call David in so we can? Because uh, yeah, you, you know, we all you all work together with David. Um, if you guys want, we'll take a few questions while I patch David in. We got some questions for Max. Have you guys seen episode? Three, what were your thoughts on it? Have you guys been following the RCGP series? Let us know in the comments down below while I uh, patch David in. So, Max, um, you was testing. What track was you testing at previous to this in Italy? Because you and JQ were, in Italy, like you said, in Italy for some time. So, uh, what was the name of the track you was testing at? I think it was called La Loggia. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure, but it was La Loggia. It was, it's a really nice track. It's, like, quite small. Mm-hmm. But it's a really cool layout. The grip level is perfect. It's like slightly dusty, but still like hard packed. And it's not like the dust, like it, it doesn't get into the dust ball. The dust is just stays on the track, which is pretty cool. So you have to really like sort of, you have to follow the line. And uh, when it's hard packed, it doesn't get rough or anything. Like mm-hmm. you get slight bumps, but it's not like it doesn't blow out, blow out at all. At all so. I mean, I really like the track. It was one of my favorite tracks I've visited in, in the years I've traveled in Europe. Okay. So definitely, definitely a great track. What tires was you using uh, at this race? Do you remember? At Asti? Mm-hmm. God. Uh, Hello? Probably Stalkers. Or... Hello? I'm trying to get a hold of David. I don't know if, we can, if he's connecting. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably Stalkers Hello? or a Detox. Maybe rehabs at one point, but it was like I never really got any a good setup or good feel for this track. I sort of just because I had a good good feel for the car in La Loggia, but this track was just the grip was a bit weird, and I think the J Concept styles also were not really that good uh, when the grip level was like this. Okay, all right. I'm sorry, Max, to cut you off, but it sounds like we got David. David, how are you? Yeah, Keenan. Hello. Hello. I'm good. Thanks. Oh, thank you for getting us on. I know your internet isn't the greatest up there on the mountain, but we got Max here. Uh, so we're here talking about... Hey, Max. Uh, 
<laughs> Finally, Driven Episode 3 has been released. I know people were asking about this for a long time, but it's finally out there. Uh, are you happy that it's done? Only one more episode left to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't our intention to have uh, this big a gap, but um, for one or two reasons, uh, it happened. So, yeah, you know, it's always good to, to finish a project or a sort of, um, you know, part of a project. So, yeah, pleased that it, it's done, and I hope people like it. And uh, number four, the last episode, is uh, already underway. Yeah, I think that's going to be the most popular one because it was the biggest one. Let's be honest. It was the biggest one. It was in America. It had the most American drivers, the most, you know, just everything. I think it had the most publicity. I'm probably saying that because I was there and I thought it was the biggest, but I do think it was. Uh, I'd say I'd say Philippines. Philippines was really big, yes. but America was like sort of other, other, let's say like Associated and all those brands were sort of there. Mm-hmm. So like more people from the industry saw it. But like Philippines as an event was pretty big as well. The European races sort of stayed quite small for some reason. I don't know why it was. Maybe it's just different atmosphere in Europe. But uh, I feel like American and Philippines definitely stood out. Yeah. In the uh, series. Hey, what's up, Sean? How you doing? More on RC. How you doing, buddy? Uh, all right, David. So going, as I was asking Max, he was telling me how they were building the track beforehand. Well, you got into Italy. This is the third race. Uh, was it any easier by getting by this time getting to Italy after having two of these races under your belt? Um, honestly, uh, I thought the whole season was quite tough. Um, you know, you, you talk about Max was just mentioning attendance and sort of the perception of how big the races were. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we you know we had plans and we did the best we could to get it done and uh, learned a lot along the way. We've learned a lot since. Um, but yeah, I got into Italy, uh, I mean, a little bit like Max, I got into Manila pretty late. Um, but Joseph was on the ground, Austria. I was there, um, to help set up, uh, Italy. I got in relatively late, just, you know, travel plans and, you know, life sort of takes over a little bit. And then, yeah, finally with the States, you know, I was there from sort of day one, but, um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Italy, but uh, you know everybody, everybody has their own experience of RCGP. You know, the managers have one experience, the the RCGP drivers have another, the RC two guys have an experience, the hosts, the admin, um, and you know, uh, my experience is different again. But um, overall, really enjoyed visiting Diego's facility, and uh, although the attendance wasn't enormous, I think we had a had a pretty good race. Yeah, I, I mean, from the outside looking in, I enjoyed it. It was, you know, what I think was extra exceptional was that Brent and his family went there as well. So that was good for him to go there. Uh, by this time, also, you guys had made some adjustments in the racing schedule. Did, was it here that you guys switched it over, made the switch for the top seven? Uh, were you cut like if you qualified in the top seven? You is was this the race or yeah. was it in Austria where you so made that change? Yeah. No, it was this race. This race we flipped it to seven only. It's flipped. Okay. Because before it was like all fifteen. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. W- now was that a concept? Like, was that a decision made by the team managers, or was that uh, just something that you guys decided to do because you thought it was better? Now my rec- my recollection is it was an internal decision. Um, you know, the the, the whole point of RCGP is 
you know, smaller numbers, more track time, more heads up racing or more exciting racing um, for both, you know, racers and viewers. Um, so we tried some stuff. Uh, I think the feeling was that, you know, flipping 12 or 14 drivers was, uh, I'll use the word, you know, a little bit chaotic. Mm-hmm. So this was tried to, you know, keep, keep the excitement of the racing up, um, you know, w- without disrupting the field quite so, uh, you know, quite so drastically. Um, uh, I thought both worked quite well, but I wasn't driving. So um, Max would probably have a better perspective on that, um, you know, between flipping a whole grid or flipping half the grid. What did you think of that, Maximus? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure if I brought it up even in Manila already, but I at least talk talk about this. I think even with David at some point that the starts uh, like sort of the fact that when you would retire, you would start first, and then like next race, it's gonna be like crazy, uh, like chaotic. Uh, I always felt it was better to have sort of only the top seven flip. And one one thing I really liked about the top seven flipping was, like, uh, when you got into seventh place, you, it was like a race for the win and race for seventh, because then you would get to start on pole for the next race. So, like, there was, like, uh, a, a huge battle for the seventh place in every qualifier, pretty much. So that's, that's what I, I personally enjoyed, and I felt the races were much less chaotic when it was uh, organized this way. Well, it also, like... You like it, yes, you win a race, but you also get put to the back of the race. Like it's almost like you want to come third or fourth so you can start mid pack. Uh, I understand you have to get no, but like the point still, the point, the point still awards you better. But like the the idea is still that like the issue really wasn't like the first guy starting back, the Mm -hmm. issue was like the last guy starting first, really, because like. Some races, it was like, for example, in the Philippines, Ron Fox started on pole on one race when he retired on the one. So he pretty much got a free pole when Ongaro was like back of the grid. Mm-hmm. So when it's like top seven, it's only like the top guys that are switching around, sort of. So it's it's much less sort of uh, much uh, much less risky for the top guys, and then like the racing is much more sort of stable and. Uh, and uh, it keeps uh, it keeps sort of the levels of the driver the same, Sweet. and it doesn't get those like back back end of the pack and front end of the pack battles as much. But I mean, it, I think it's good. All right, what's up, Marquise? What's up, Kyle? What's up, Mister Lil, uh, Lil Chili? Thank you for joining us, guys. All right, David. Uh, going into this race, what were some of the obstacles that Italy present presented for you guys? Because I know you require a lot uh, like internet and all that type of stuff. So, what were some of the main obstacles there? Well, uh, first of all, uh, perhaps Manila and uh, Asti were, we faced, I mean, we faced quite a lot, a lot of obstacles at each race, but mm-hmm. in Manila, we had Joseph on the, on the ground. And then in Asti, um, Mao, who of course is Italian, um, you know, did a lot of um, work on our behalf, sort of uh, coordinating with Diego um, and, you know, sorting a lot of things out. Um, what is always so impressive about the Europeans is they speak typically one or two or three languages. Mm-hmm. Um, me being English and an e- me being English and an English speaker, um, you know, I just have my English, which you know shows my sort of ignorance. Um, so, Asti could have presented a much bigger challenge, but thanks to Mao um, and obviously to Diego, who was a great host, 
uh, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the challenges were minimized. Um, yeah, the internet was a bit of a challenge and, and it, it always is quite honestly, unless mm-hmm. we can find more facilities with cable internet rather than having to rely on, um, you know, Wi-Fi or satellite. Um, you know, that's something we, we need to consider for the future. But again, o- on the ground, um, you know, there's kind of two races going on. One is, you know, the race with the races and, and the, you know, physical people. And the other one is the race being viewed on the internet. And, you know, our media team, uh, particularly, obviously, for, for the racing is uh, RC, RC Racing TV. And Nick and his crew are super professional. Um, I, I think there were one or two uh, internet or satellite problems. Um, but he doesn't flap too much. And, Typically, I think we're able to sort of reset the satellite and keep broadcasting. I realize that is incredibly frustrating for people sitting at home around the world, particularly if uh, you're not in the same time zone and you've um, made the effort to get up and watch. But, you know, until we've got 5G everywhere or, um, you know, we can we can uh, have or find or, 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 you know, race with hosts nearer bigger cities and so on, um, you know, it's the sort of thing that, that presents a bit of a problem. I don't think it's unique unique to us. Um, I can't speak for races like uh, sort of DNC and PNB and that sort of thing, but, um, you know, I imagine they face similar challenges, and, and it's just a question of, you know, when it goes down, which it will, you know, how you react to it. But we're always looking to do better, um, and, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens next time. Yeah, lots of challenges. I mean, even recently here with my trip to the to the nationals, internet was something, you know, and it, it's it's a thing to have these awesome facilities. They're usually in areas that aren't built up as much, so you won't get uh, even in Europe, you won't get the internet technology that you would closer to cities and whatnot. So great stuff. Uh, but I mean, that's just how it is. You guys push through it and you figure out a way to get it done, which you guys done at all four places, which was which is what you do. And you have to do things like this. Um, r- the racing. So let's talk about this. This is where 50-50 was born. I seem to think it was born in Austria. Or was it Rupert the Sheriff was born in Austria? That, was it? This is where I'm a bit confused. Did Joseph uh, well, take out? So, yeah. So I did a bit of, I had to do a bit of research to remind myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget exactly, but Nick was interviewing uh, drivers uh, after, I think, well, one of the finals in Austria. It was Saturday. It was Saturday finals. Saturday. In okay. So he said, yeah. Okay. Yes. And he said to uh, Juan Carlos, um, you know, about a particular incident, you know, were you too much? Was he too much? Da, 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 da. Or was it 50 50? And then uh, Juan Carlos kind of pauses. And, you know, there's now this famous sort of shot of him and his audio going, it was 50 50. Yeah. So the quote came in Austria. The quote came in Austria. I don't recall other people using it in Austria, but then it got used quite a lot in in uh, Italy uh, because of you know um, what happened on track, and that's sort of how we form the basis for the story, you know, of, of this episode because um, it was kind of an iconic moment and uh, you know was was truthful to the narrative of what happened. Now. This race is where Joseph made his infamous speech and where Rupert the Sheriff was born, I believe, right? When he talked about Leonardo Valente. Yeah. Where yeah. was you guys this is when like he the made most this? Chaotic race. 
Yeah, yeah. This was like the most chaotic race in terms of ta- takeouts. Like in in Austria and the Philippines, there were takeouts, mm-hmm. but all were sort of like sort of calm and settled. But like here, like I uh, you see you see in the clips of McBride's dad or uh, Boots yelling and Barufalo and all that. But like this race, where everything blew up, and even Mao kind of <laughs> got angry at the at the drivers. Uh, what what is it called like drivers meeting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Hornets RC. What's up, Mario? He said Rupert came after he and Valente had an issue. Now, I remember yeah. watching this live. I don't know where you was, David. You was probably busy. Max, who knows where you was? I don't know if you was there. Driving, but obviously. I when Nick asked that question, I was just like, oh gosh. I was like, what is the answer gonna be? But he actually did a good job of it. And it was probably one of the highlights from this race. Uh one of the quotes and one of the best clips from this race. How about you, David? Was you was you did you see it when it happened in person? No, I mean as I referred to earlier, I think everybody has different experiences. Um, I get to watch or enjoy very little mm-hmm. of of any of the racing. Um, typically, I'm you know tearing around trying to solve problems or predict and prevent problems. So no, no, I didn't. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm aware of the sort of the vibe and how people are coming off track and. You know, obviously, I, I attended the driver's briefing and that sort of thing. But um, no, I sadly I didn't get to see the racing, but I I did have a sense that you know things were were sort of coming to a head, and uh, you know, new format in Manila, and then everybody settled down, and then kind of one or two new drivers joined in Europe. Elliot struggled a little bit getting used to the format in uh, Austria, but was much more sort of settled and used to it in in Italy. I, um, you know, Marco being super, super fast, um, but a little bit, uh, I think, uh, in, in, in the episode, it's, refer- you know, his racecraft suffered a little. And um, Everybody yeah, was mad know, at, at Marco. Everybody. Yeah. I don't know um, how. And, he, and, but he's like, a, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a super nice guy, mm-hmm. but, you know, racing's racing. And, and, uh, and Keenan, I think you've had him on the podcast. Oh, I like him. I love him. Since. Yeah, but you know, I think I think you had a good conversation with him on the podcast. I think probably last year, mm-hmm. and you know, talked all about this sort of, um, you know, look. I don't think the reputation is unjustified, but it it isn't quite, you know, it's not, he's bad. not, you know, he's a super fast, super fast guy, super nice guy, but you know, in the heat of the battle, his racecraft, you know, has caused, uh, you know, a few issues. But, I love um, it. He needs to keep it up. Yeah. No, he needs to we, we just try to tell the story as it happens. You know, we, we don't have the knives out for anybody. We just try to tell the story that occurred, mm-hmm. you know, on, on site. Yeah, uh, we had a comment this, that this was a less energized version of, of the other two. I even made that comment to you when I first saw it. But some of these episodes have to just tell a story. And I think this told a story of a race in Italy that we had. We had some drama there. But it's like I said, it's leading up to a, a what would be a great finale in in USA. But what gets me is that when we look back at this, this is two years ago. This this whole thing took place two years ago. You got Kyle yeah. McBride still talking. He's on Infinity. He's not with Infinity no more. He's with Techno. Uh, no more Hara with HB. No, what's his name? Uh, oh, what's his name? Lee Martin, sorry. Lee Martin's not with Infinity no more. And you heard these guys talking. They got to be a part of this series and they're not going to be there. And, well, not uh, not next year. Obviously, we don't know that. But uh, it, 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 
when I looked at this again, I remember I told you and I said, wow, David, it's pretty amazing what you guys are. And I'm not, not just blowing smoke up your ass or anything like that, but I really got to sit back and think about all the logistics and all the work and everything that was put into making this. I remember when Joseph was forcing me to read an Excel file of this, and I hate reading Excel, Excel with a passion. I hate Excel with a passion. But he forced me to read it on the uh, trip from Bolivia to Chile, to Peru, sorry. And I was like, wow, these pe- like this is never going to happen. I remember thinking that this, this, is, this is all a pipe dream and it's never going to happen. And lo and behold, two years after that, it happens. Uh, even like it, it, it just was like an amazing thing to accomplish, even though people won't give it all the credit that it was supposed to get. Just to do this, just to pull this one season off was amazing, in my opinion. And this reminded me of that. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah, it was, you know. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. I, I, not much else to say, but thank you. We, we, we did our best in our first and currently only season. Uh, the funny thing is I've organized basically two more, neither of which uh, have happened. But we're not, we're not going anywhere. We'll, we'll be back. Um, yeah, the logistics and so on, the practical side and health and safety are are all sort of intertwined at the moment and, and it's been difficult. Um, perhaps if you're looking from the United States where uh, lockdowns and, and so on have been a little less strict, the, the question is, oh goodness, you know, why can't RCGP get their act together and, and get on racing? But, you know, when, when you're considering Europe and, and quite a mixture of people, um, it, it, it gets super complicated and uh, yeah, but, but thank you. And yeah, we're, we're not done yet. But um, thank you very much for, you know, those kind words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, let's let's touch on that real quickly so people can understand why there's no RCGP, uh, why there wasn't one any this year. There might, there's still possibility, the possibility of being one later on this year. I'm told, that's what Joseph said anyway. Uh, but basically what people have to understand is that all the people involved, besides you, and you're actually European, but you live in America, all the people involved in this, uh, they are, they are European, and they have to fly from. And like we all know, that travel between Europe and America isn't really something easy right now. You know, there's lots of quarantine stuffs, and having to pay for quarantine hotels and all that stuff is a lot of added added expense, added on top of this to take into consideration when when you were if you was going to try and do this. So people just kind of have to understand that. Yes, in America you can get away with it if if we had live if you had everything was based in America, it would be okay. But it's not. The team is based in Europe and they flew everywhere. So that's the main reason why that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean uh health and safety uh was the very first consideration. Um but you know, uh if people were or even were not comfortable with that, quite close second comes the actual practical side of doing it, as you said. And then third and sort of finally, um, you know, there, there were for a long time rules about how many people gather outside and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And p- part, of putting on, part of putting on a season is there's quite, there's quite a long lead time into getting prepared and kind of anticipating what will the status of in this case, the pandemic be in a month or two or three or four months' time. Mm-hmm. Um, and while cancelling things is hugely disappointing, it's better than flip-flopping. Yes, it's on. No, it's off. Yes, it's on. No, it's off. Um, and, and, you know, a, a quick, an, 
warning people early that something is cancelled, I think, is a little better than, than warning people at the last minute. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're all going to, everybody will have, everybody will have their opinion on that. But, you know, um, very few of our guys, uh, particularly on the sort of media side, uh, are professional RC media people. I mean, um, you know, so, so there's real life and real jobs and real quarantine and, you know, real stuff to consider. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot to juggle, but we, we, I mean, I'm talking about it now, but, uh, we try to just keep our heads down and, and, you know, not make too many excuses and, and get on with it. Um, that, that happens to be my preferred approach, but you're asking the questions and, and sort of, you know, so yeah, there, there are some answers. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think having one this year is a stretch, uh, but definitely I think things are looking, I, I'm, well, we've got six months left in this year, I would say. So we've got six months where travel can open back up in 2022. And I could definitely see this happening in 2022. I know the people would be used, would be like it, especially the Europeans to get some, some, some more eyes on what they're doing over there after being, you know, being off about a year and a half, no racing. So I hope it does happen. Uh, We do have a question and it comes from JP Sweet. He wants to know how long does it usually take to produce an episode of RCGP? How long do you think it will be to the next one with the previous gap of eight months? We all really do enjoy watching them. Good job. I hope it's not eight months between this one and the next one, but it's a lot of work. Uh, it is a lot of work, and it won't be eight months. We're working on Driven 4 already. Um, I want to uh, sort of under-promise and over-deliver, so I'm not going to uh, tell you a, even a dr- estimate of the release date, but it won't be eight months. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. Awesome, just because I was there. Just because I was there. All right, Max, anything you wanted to add uh, or ask David while we're here? It's been two years. Lots of change. And even you, I forgot about people changing teams. You've changed teams too, Max. I forgot all about that. Yeah, her <laughs> yeah, hasn't changed. Well, I mean, yeah, her is still pretty, pretty much the same. But, yeah, I mean, I really like RCGP. Uh, it's actually pretty good that sort of the Driven series has been sort of delayed a bit. Because now, like, due to COVID, there's at least something to look forward to in terms of RCGP, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, like, there hasn't been any races, so at least we have the series still. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am I really loved RCGP being there on the spot. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them on the video, or why not uh, at some point being there, like, racing as well. But, uh, like, it's, it's great. Like, there's just nothing more to say, but it's like... Everything that's happening there is the right thing. It's like I don't, I don't have to disagree with anything they're doing. Sort of like what we do in the podcast about American races a lot. So I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited if it's gonna happen next year, which most likely will. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's all I, all I have to really say. Uh, oh, Max, you can you can raise RC two now, can't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I don't think there's any regulations. Yeah. Uh, some, real quick before we got to uh, before we we leave her and 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 we have to show some love to the RC two guys, but because this race was in Europe, you had a European Championship. Hampus Berg won it, so he still got the RCGP entry for twenty twenty two. Correct. Uh, in in honestly, Keenan, I'd have to kind of revisit our own rules. Yes, mm-hmm. he qualified too. I I don't know if Hampus has changed teams and that sort of thing. Um, 
you know, the rules uh, for this season tightened up a little bit on, on, you know, chassis and drivers, even within RC2, how we would sort of um, allocate places. And, and we, we put it all up on uh, Facebook. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in principle, absolutely. But um, if, if he isn't, I don't know who he drives for. Is, is he still with HB, Matt? Yeah, he's I, still with HB. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, he's still with Yeah. Then, then there shouldn't as far as then, like... then there shouldn't be a problem if yeah. we can find a spot for, for him. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, like the first year, it was pretty much like the Euro Series winner got a spot uh, in the wild card, and also the American race winner as well as the uh, Philippines race winner. But I'm not sure if it's uh, changed since. But that was like for 2020. That was supposed to be how it went. Yeah. Okay, David. Um, I don't. I know it's probably a little too early to to talk about this. Uh, and we're not going to do this much longer because Max is tired. Uh, any potential uh, locations for 2022? Uh, well, I know well, it's very hard nothing, to add to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are lots of potential locations, none of which um, uh, have been decided and none of which I can talk about right now. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, but we're still looking that's, at probably two in America answer. and two in Europe. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, you know, I've started work on I've started work on 2022, just literally in the last uh, few weeks. Um, and yeah, uh, as, as we can tell, you know, the RC community more, we will. Okay, sweet. Oh well, I look forward to it, man. Um, I look. I'm right now. I'm looking forward to episode uh, four to see what that's going to be like. Uh, hopefully, like you said, it won't be a long time. And if we get an RCGP this year, that's going to be great. If not, we look forward to 2022 and uh, what that brings. And I think a lot yeah. of people are just looking forward to 2022. So it's not unusual, you know. So I think we should be I think we should be excited about this. Like I said, not probably not as exciting as the first two, but there wasn't, besides JQ's drama, there wasn't really much going on at this race. I think even at home, it was a little bit quiet. Ongaro, oh, that's the last thing. Ongaro kind of wrapped it up at this race too. Not exactly what we want for a series, but what can you do when the man's so dominant, like right off the bat? But I think I think I was just very fractionally brought a point on David's dominance. You know, Formula One, it's a technology battle where where you know one manufacturer is perhaps more dominant than others uh, and you know in, in in uh rcgp it was one driver that was a little bit more dominant mm-hmm. so um i think all motors all motorsport faces similar challenges at the moment i'm not sure if you pay much attention to the formula one calendar but they had their first substantially different race mm-hmm. format in probably decades yeah i watched um it. this weekend it, this yeah, this weekend in Silverstone with different kind of qualifying and practice was spread differently and a sprint race. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's about breaking the dominance of an individual or a, or a team, perhaps, um, to encourage, you know, great, not, not, not to penalize them, but mm-hmm. just to try to keep everything exciting for, for, for the racers as well as the audience. And it seems, you know, all motorsport is facing similar battles. Um, you know, I think... WRC has changed over the years. Um, Le Mans is changing sort of the, the way the, 
the sort of groups of chassis. Um, so yeah, it, it, yeah, the Davide was dominant in season one, and uh, yeah, it just uh, he, See, he did a great job. Did he? And then he came out here, and he did, like I thought it was going to be, I. I didn't really think he was going to win in Portugal the other day, and he did. And Max got me again with his predictions. But the yeah, man's fast, honest. man. He's yeah. fast. What can we say? Guy's super good. Yeah. Can't he, take that away from crazy him. good. I, all right, now, like, uh, it, I guess the same can be said about Mayfield. Who can beat him? I don't think anybody in America right now could beat Mayfield. I think the only two guys that can probably beat Mayfield, and it would take one or two races to beat him, would be Rana Falcon and Angaru. Or maybe, yeah, maybe one race. You get back that ring rust off. But, yeah. All right, David. Um, I think we're going to take some questions here. I don't think we have much. So if you guys have some questions in the comments, I know we're going to let David go here soon. But um, you know what, David? Thank you for all that you do. We look forward to uh, the episode four, the final final episode. If you guys are watching this, please share this. We need to get this docuseries into the hands of Netflix. So if you know anybody at Netflix, send this to them. I know that's a, a long shot, but you never know what can happen. Uh, we need to get this out to help promote RC and show people what we're doing. This is just to show people what we're doing. So, you know, uh, so it's, people are amazed that people, so many people out there in the world that don't know that we race RC cars. It's, uh, it's amazing. I think this is a great way to show them what we do. All right, David. Well, I'm going to let you go. Max and I are going to field a few, okay, field a few questions and probably going to wrap it up here because it's getting late for him. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all that you do. And yeah, let's rock this and get ready for episode four in 2022. Yeah, uh, no worries. Thank you both very much. And uh, yeah, speak to you again sometime. All right. Thank you, David. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. All right, so that was David Isherwood, owner of RCGP. Uh, things are looking promising. What's up, Corey Jordan? Left tire salute. What's up, Kenneth Pope? Uh, JP Sweek, 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 Sweek. Question for Max. What is your favorite thing to do testing on RC on with? What is your favorite thing to do on testing on with RC and how come? Favorite thing to do in testing? Arrow, um... I would say for you. Arrow? What's arrow? Aerodynamics. Oh, arrow? Um, I mean, aerodynamics is really hard to test. You need like, you need to switch wings, switch bodies. I mean, it's not that hard, but it's it's like kind of annoying to test. So, uh, I just shocks are really interesting, but you need to have multiple sets of them to, for it to be enjoyable. Uh, shocks for sure are one of the top ones because like. The way they change the handling of the car is insane. Like, I sort of sometimes overlook how much the shocks affect the car, but they are pretty much everything the car has at, at some times. But um, shocks definitely won. And uh, I don't know. I I kind of like to try to set up the car to be fast. I don't like. I don't. I don't have any sort of. Uh, specific things I, I like to do i i really like just to like like maximize the speed of the car and i don't really like tracks where you have to make the car really easy to drive because then like you're just trying to make it so that you can control it easier which is not like trying to make it as fast as possible so yeah i kind of like when you can just like tune the grip on the edge and make the car turn like as much as you can and still like remain corner speed and all that so 
that's probably my favorite thing. But like favorite specific thing is sharks for sure. Okay. I just like to drive. I don't care about testing anything. Just through put new tires in there. I haven't driven in so long. All right, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, tires are really fun to test as well. I saw you doing a lot of that this weekend, actually. Was you testing this weekend? Tire testing? Yeah. I was testing, but not tire testing. I mean, we have a spec tire in Finland, so you only run the one tire anyway. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Just like I didn't know you had a brother named Rex. Mm -hmm. The more you know every day with me, you know? I know. Who's this? Is this a guy from Poland? Yeah. Ah. What's up, dude? How are you? All right. I think that was it, man. Does anybody (laughs) have... What's up, man? Didn't he on the podcast this week? No, not this week. Uh, I got sick yesterday. Oof, that's bad. Oh. I'm behind. I'm behind. Corona? No, it was just something I ate. It was down for the count yesterday morning. Projectile vomiting and stuff like that. That was not good. (laughs) TMI, bro. Yeah, it was not good. (laughs) Not good. It was not a good morning in my bathroom yesterday. Uh, I'm still not even 100%. All right. Well, I think we just wanted to do a reaction video from this. Uh, Corey wants to know how is your AE car versus your black edition? Uh, very different, I'd say that. It's like it's almost the polar opposite at sometimes. It's not as much of an opposite as maybe Mugen would be, mm-hmm. but like almost. So it's I I I can at this point I can definitely say I had a hard time last year getting sort of like I I, I could get the car really good at my home track be fast, then maybe go to another track, have a really tough time getting set up. Then if I had more time on that track, I would just set it up for myself and I would feel comfortable again. But I always needed sort of that time. I didn't have a sort of a base set up. But now I have a good base set up. It just took a little bit of time and testing to find what I really need from the car. Uh, the biggest difference to JQ is like... I feel like with JQ, you had to be really precise. You had to, had to drive it sort of that you were like right, like hitting all the apexes and like it was really, you need to be really precise and you would then be really fast. And it would be actually pretty easy to be precise, but you just had to be precise. Mm-hmm. With this car, I feel like you, you can be a bit more laid down. You have to push it a bit harder at times. and uh, But it's, it's, it's not as easy to be precise then as well. So it's like... It's a, it, it requires a bit different driving style. Uh, I think I've adapted to it pretty well at this point. Uh, I've been pretty fast. I mean, I still set up the car very similarly, but it's still, uh, it's still, it's still a very different car to drive. I I feel I'm pretty much the same speed with both cars. Not not really different. Uh, at this point, I'd still say I'm still finding like to be. 100% comfortable with the AE because like you you can you you have to be honest like I drove a GQ car for almost 10 years so like I know the car in and out with this with this car I still have like some tra- types of tracks some types of grip levels I still have to find my edge but I I mean very different cars but both I I feel like with both I'm doing pretty well I I mean I have done pretty well with Black Edition and with AE I'm doing well right now Benjamin James, he says, I got on too late. RCGP on FS1? Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, right on FS1. I want it on ESPN Ocho, man. Let's get it on there. I'll be happy with that. 
Uh, we run a spec tire. We run a spec tire on our pro class. It really brings out the top drivers who can set up their cars and maximize their equipment. Shout out from ah, this is that nice track in uh in South Africa. Zart Cops, Zart Cops, Zart Cops, RCX. Yeah, it's treated with molasses, but I really like that track. Oof, it's so beautiful. I love when tracks yeah. look like that. Like you know. Oh. Yeah, I do, I do agree with spec tire. By the way, I used to be a strong uh, opponent of really? spec, spec tires for pros. For for like RC two, I was always for spec tire, but mm-hmm. for like the pros. I was against it, but I, I've slowly turned into like, I kind of want a spec tire for all the races and it's, it's just so much easier. It's like so much cheaper to travel to races. Uh, the thing is though, that the tire needs to be good. If it's like a shitty, shitty tire, it wears out too fast. It's like way too expensive or whatever the, the thing is, but it has like sort of a huge downside to it. Then like, no, you have to have a tire that's reasonably priced that lasts a long time. And the grip level is half, half decent at least the speed of the tire is not that important, but you have to have it. So that it's, it's like good to drive. And I feel like that has been one of my difficulty here like now even like when i switched to ae that mm. uh, spec tire rule came into force in finland so what i usually did i u- usually like to set up my car so that uh, so that i would get a lot of forward traction with the tire so i would have more side wide on the car and then get the forward traction with the tires so i would run like triple d's or like uh tires that had a lot of forward traction not that much side bite for example like yona always ran reflexes i always ran triple d's so like Reflex is more of an all-around tire compared to Triple D, which is much more forward bite, much less side bite. And now the tire, when it's the same for everyone, and it's a really sort of dull tire, which means that you don't really have grip sideways nor forwards. Mm-hmm. So it's like sort of a very, very sort of, there's no distinct behavior to this tire really, apart from that it, it sort of, it's pretty soft because it's super soft compound. So I've, had a huge issue sort of getting used to setting up my car for a tire like this because I only always used to that, that I would, I could run one compound uh, thicker than other people. So I would get the more four drive. I'd run triple D's instead of reflexes. But now I have to run a soft tire compound. I need to compensate with defoils and I need to run sort of a, a thread pattern that is more dull. So I would need to compensate on the, uh, compensate on sort of the car setup to get it, to have like the desired effect like on side bite and on forward traction. So that's definitely has been an issue for me as well. But I feel like if we just moved slowly to a spec tire, people will start to sort of uh, realize this and tune their car a specific way. And in the end, it would just be pretty much so that all the brands offer one or two different threads and then like compounds to these threads. And you would have sort of like all the, all the uh, tires would be sort of similar to drive in the end, but it would be much easier for the racer. What's this? Excuse me. What's the spec tire there for you guys? It's national series. It's an HP grid lock in super soft for every one of the, every one of the rounds, right? It's the same tire. Yeah. And that's a bit of an issue. I mean, I, I, when we were choosing the tire a few years back, I sort of said that we might need two compounds, but I didn't really push it because it's easier if you have just one. Uh, but now, like, 
we're going to choose a new tire for next year and the year after that, uh, this year. So I'm trying to push that we would have two compounds because it's it's pretty crazy, the tire wear we have. Now, it's it's over 30 degrees here. It's like uh, the tracks were just visited uh, a few weeks back and uh, the tracks that's coming up in the next national wear out the tire really fast. Like after main, it's almost bald. And uh, it's... It's yeah. I mean, we really need a thicker compound or just a tire that's uh, a much more uh, suited for abrasive tracks. So uh, I feel like the best way to do it is if it's a big race, sort of like Euros or uh, I'm actually gonna answer this. Yes, I think fifty fifty was in Italy. That's what I thought was too. Just after, because it's where yeah. it's, so, I, you heard on, yeah, the, I on the on the thing where he says. Yeah. Oh, and then Ranafalk and Canas get into it, and then Canas and then Ranafalk flames out. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Canas took Ranafalk out, and then Ranafalk flamed out, and in the into Canas said we we'll have to go check it out. David said I he mean, went and checked it out, and on. it was Austria. But yeah, we'll no, but yeah, but I, I, I think, I think he was wrong. But I mean, JQ, JQ is agreeing with me here. So, uh, Corey I Jordan think, asks, it was that way. what tire brand is gaining the most momentum? I think it depends where you are. I think. I'd say hot race pretty easily though. Like yeah. Proline is pretty much dying because of Horizon. I don't then think like so, AK AK almost went like bankrupt, I feel like. And then like J Concepts is I feel like they're only like focusing on Florida for some reason. Like I barely see them anywhere in Europe. They sometimes have a a, a good sort of uh good good sort of atmosphere at West Coast races with J Concepts guys, but I feel like they're only big in like East Coast. What's that? J Concepts? It's growing. Yeah. I think Drake's gonna be uh the key to that on the West Coast. Cause if you ever talk to Rona about J Concepts on the West Coast, it's like, well, you know, in order to compete on the West Coast, I would have to have a shop there, you know, and have somebody yeah. there to do support like what he does in the East Coast. So I think I'm not saying I mean, that's an opportunity for somebody like Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, come like on. That. Hot Race is like, Hot Race used to be non-existent in America. Now they got like two of the almost fastest guys. Yeah. yeah. They got Pavidis. They got a huge team there. So like Hot Race is definitely picking up. Uh, Robert Parenti. Do you think the RCGB format could be used for club racing? Seems like they have more track time. Uh, yes, yes, definitely. I think what's like if it, it depends if it's if it's like one heat of drivers or two heats maximum, it works perfectly. Yeah, you, the the format that was used for RC two in uh, in fairing that was actually one of the formats that uh, me and JQ discussed like way way back that could be good for a series like this. So, like, the idea was that in qualifying you would have two hits, you would bump up, and the other guys would drop down, and then you would have sort of regular mains. RC, RCGPI, the, uh, the pro guy should have at least just one spec tire event, perhaps one of the sprint races, so that they don't have to worry about spending too much time getting their cars to work with the tire. Yeah. The thing is, I, 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 think, I think a spec spec tire for RCGP pro class would be actually would actually be a good idea. I I feel I feel this way. I mean I'm almost hundred percent sure all the tire manufacturers will say no to this. But I feel like it would be cool to have sort of one time manufacturer 
each race you would they would supply like two compounds. It would be exactly like sort of F one or whatever, mm-hmm. where you would be like, oh, he's on a hard tire for this race, he's on a soft tire, you know. Like right. I think this would be much cooler. Chris Boyder, I I don't know. I'm on the fence of that, to be honest. I think when you're at that level, I think it would be cool. I think when you're at that level, yeah, but like. Anything goes. But I think it would be more the strategy as well. You would have sort of like compounds that are close together or even two different threads, but use like maximum three different type of tires. For this the is pro true guys. too. This is true too. When you think I, think, about- I think it would be much more strategic and it's like, you know, you, you do know like every single guy shipped at least one box of tires with them to each race. Oh, well, like, I, I heard, I heard. Extra, like, shipping. Yeah, like shipping. Like Ron had like crazy amount of tires with him every race. And, and like still he even came to me when I was in Manila, like, do you have tires? Because he didn't have uh, really? just the ones that he needed. Really? Yeah. I think. Uh, because we were both wearing the concept I think the it would show people that they don't like just us plebs like myself that you don't need thousand set of tires to be competitive you know what i mean uh, at, yeah and the thing race. is like me and jq like we always went just like packed the tires in our backpacks and went to the airport you know we don't have yeah. we didn't have the budget to send the tires or yeah. i mean yeah i mean obviously i know all about i don't know time. all about traveling with jq <laughs> all about it yeah so i mean we we got a we got through through with it pretty easily like no worries but like it's still like all the top guys like Umaro shipped a fuck ton of tires to each race and Ronafog really? did the same. And like, yeah, it's like, like I feel like we would be saved of all of that. Yeah. And it would show that this, like the spec tire works and like, why wouldn't it work? It works in 10 scale. And the thing is like, you could still have club races without spec tire if mm-hmm. you want to. And you could have Roar Nationals and Euros without spec tire if you want to. But like I, I feel like RCGP, this could be a good thing because RC two is already a spec tire. Well, car. you know what the the tire companies will be like. Oh, we can't we can't support this because our driver can't run the, the tires that are his tires. Do you know how you yeah, know like, what you're gonna they, hurt? They, they run ten scale though. They run ten scale. Yeah, they run and I guarantee you that most of them don't so, like that either. Uh, oh, all yeah, right. I mean, no doubt. All right, we'll take a few. I, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you now that I, uh, listening to you talk about. Yeah, it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this though. Like, it's gonna be really hard to do because yes. of the tri manufacturers. But like, it'd be really cool if, if that happened. Like professional racing uses a static tire. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like you seen what happened in NASCAR. You see what happened in F1. It mm-hmm. always went to shit. Like mm-hmm. it, in F1, it was like Bridgestone sucked really bad. And Ferrari was really bad because of that, because Michelin was much better. And then, like, in in NASCAR, like, all the tires blew up. Like, we don't have that issue, really, because there's not, safety is not really that much of a concern right. when you're driving a remote control car. But, like, every time there's open tires, it leads to, like, too much expenses, uh, too much, like, hassle. And it's, like, it's, it's actually strategi- strategically much more... Uh, enjoyable to have sort of like two compounds or three compounds for each race. Um, two is probably even enough. Yeah, I would just save these companies so much money too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then that that whole stigma goes away where you need all these tires to to race. All right, this is a good yeah. question. How much does Drake have to do with Mayfield's recent success? All right, uh, I've been con- contemplating Mayfield. Uh, for the last, well, since after the E-Nats, but even before that, uh, talking to other drivers and stuff like that. I, I said it on earlier in this podcast. I don't think that 
there's any American driver that can beat him right now. And I think that, you know why? I think I think Mayfield's got all these guys fucked in the head. Like, he, he like they know this guy's coming to win. He, and I think he's kind of learned that, hey, I don't have to be TQ. I don't have to be leading, uh, qualifying to, to still win these races. And I think Drake is definitely an asset, an asset to him. Um, but I, I just think his whole program's good right now. His in tune with his car, his tires, his, it, it's not just Drake. It's, it's everybody that's involved. You got Jason Runner, you got, you got Drake, you got, uh, feedback coming from all the Mugen guys, from all the J concepts guys. He just, he just has to show up and put on his face and, and, and run and not make mistakes, which he was known for. Because if you knew, if you knew, Ram Mayfield's always been fast. He was just always known to also not yeah. finish races, you know? <clears throat> yeah, but like, like Mayfield is like, it's like, when was there a big race and you went like, oh, Mayfield was really slow at this race. The world's 2016, like, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, even when he ran Losi right. and the old AE, he was still competitive. Those cars were like complete shit. To be honest, really, I agree. Like, but well, after he switched to Mugen, like when he got his race program together, mm-hmm. like he's almost never slow. And like at this point, like everyone is sort of figuring theirs out. Like Testman is on a new tire, Cavalier just switched brands, T Boy is getting true, I guess old, but like T Boy is like sort of fading out a bit. Uh, then who are the other guys? We're, I mean, that's almost all, all the guys. Like Cole is like not not uh, ready yet to win big mm-hmm. races consistently. Fend is like Fend, so like whatever. So there's really no like at this po- point. There's really no one that compares to him. Like not in America anyway. One of the best. Yeah, he America. has one of the best cars. He has a really good tire package. He has one of the best engines. He he's set on. He's one of the best drivers, obviously. Yeah, and. He, everything like there's no weaknesses to him at this point. Like the car is not a weakness because usually it's been either the engine or the car that has been a weakness. And in previous years, it was at some times it was the tires. But like J Concepts has good tires, he has a good engine, OS based engine, and uh, he has a good car. So there's like there's no like downsides to it. Like Fenn has a car that's really aggressive and he sets it up way too aggressive and makes mistakes with it. Like, Tessman has a new tires, even though they might be good at some races that, like, they were at Nationals, mm-hmm. he still has to learn the tires. And uh, and I feel like he's still not, like, 100% with the car, even though he's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. Then, like, Cavalieri and Thibault, we already went through this, but... I think it's got, I think it's got all these young guys week, rattled, though. I think I think all these young up-and-coming guys are scared of him. I, 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 I think... I think Tessman right now is probably the only one that I think can outright beat him. I, I think if uh, yeah. I think if Tessman would have made the finals, I think it would have been a different story altogether. Because he was yeah, he had, I, I think I think Tessman and Mayfield could have had a fight for them. Yeah, I, people might say, I "What about Cole?" Cole, I, no, I, don't, I think Cole no. would have been good for is, twenty minutes. The thing is, Cole, Cole has been fast for a long time now. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you remember the uh, nationals where he. Unlapped himself because of not marshalling. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Like he sorry. was already fast then, and it's not like, I mean, you could say, well, yeah, he's he's grown up, got better, and he's more consistent now. I mean, guess yeah, maybe he finished second at DNC. That's a good result, but like, he has never sort of appeared as a, a favorite to win yet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never been a race where like this is Cole's race. You know, 
that hasn't happened yet. With no, Mayfield and with Ty, it happens every time. All like right. every race, like this is Ty's race to win, you know? And like Mayfield, the same thing. And like when he gets onto that level, I can say, okay, Cole could beat Mayfield. But he hasn't showed that level yet. But he's he showed the speed I, to make that level. I still think that Cavallari and Tebow can beat him. But they need everything going in. Like, like I think with Tebow, I think it's just he, maybe he's lacking a slight. He's got confidence, but not the other confidence that he has. Like just yeah. talking to him. You know, he feels a little bit behind the eight ball and a lot of things. And it's frustrating him. Uh, because, you know, he had a good year when he first came up with Techno and is trying to repeat that. Cavallari is kind of like, hey, I'm on a whole new program. I'm trying to get up to speed as it is with that. Yeah. But he's just, I mean, yeah, he he's just a, set he in his way. with that work. And, and, yeah, he and Mayfield's good. He's going to take care with DNR. Mayfield's yeah. good. Like, let's, he's fucking a beast. Like, this guy is the Mayfield. The only thing he doesn't have is the the accolades. He doesn't have the the wins that a Cavallari has. He doesn't have as many wins as uh, a... um. Even a Tasman. Oh, yeah. Tasman, yeah. Tasman is even more accomplished than Mayfield no, in eight scale. Yeah. Um, because, well, even, well, if you look at overall, like Cavallari kind of beats him, period. I mean. Oh, yeah. Cavallari is definitely, period, beating Mayfield. But oh, like, beating Mayfield Tessman, and Tasman. Yes, world, anybody out there right now. Yeah. But people just don't. Yeah. It happened so long ago, people don't remember that. Um, yeah. I think. What you're seeing is Mayfield just in a good, but I I will say this: this has a come come at one cost, and I think that's his ten scale performance, because if you look at him this year, his ten scale performance has not been mm-hmm. up to snuff. Even I would say for the last two years, he was in the B main at a race. He was with Wally the other even Wally was saying, "What are you doing here?" And here we have no no. That's not saying he can't go to the ten scale nationals this month, next month, and win that if he wins that. If Mayfield goes and wins the 10-scale Nationals, this is probably one of the best seasons a person could, besides not and not yeah. not winning a Worlds, because there is no Worlds this year. Yeah, I mean, Fend, Fend won, one year, Fend won every single Roar National Championships in off-road. Not 8-scale, he's never won an 8-scale championship. Yeah, except for Buggy. Mm-hmm. He won Chuggy, but he didn't win Buggy. So he's win. He at one year, he won every single off-road race, except uh, the national race, except for Buggy. Eight scale nitro buggy. Wow. So like, if if Mayfield has to win like every class, I think he's already lost to that record because he didn't win the four four wheel drive short course truck. Well, I they haven't had Fenn the nationals yet. They have the nationals next month. No, no, they had the four four wheel drive short course. Oh yeah, he didn't race match. that though. Like, was any yeah, nine people yeah, in that class? Thing. Yeah, but like, Fenn had like nine world champion championships in one year. Of so, course, like, that's like, really, like, I don't even think beat. that Fenn and Cavallari should have been racing that race. Just to have a oh, we have a national title in short course with eight people there, and we, it was the race yeah. was only between. Oh yeah, two yeah. Guys. I mean, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just comparing the record. I honestly, the think, record is with ten, like nine. I honestly think nine. there's only two people that can outright beat. I said it's just one, but after the IBC, and even then, I think it would take if if they race three times, it would be three different winners. It would be Rana fucking Angaro. If they race three times, one of them guys would each one of them guys would win a race. And and I would say that Mayfield maybe, will win maybe twice. not run a fuck. I'm I'm not I'm not that confident. You are so not so I, I see. No, but I, the thing is, like, if it was DNC, like run a fuck all the way. But like any other track, it's like I see Ongaro and Mayfield beating him more times. Maybe Thunder, like Thunder Alley, like if it's West Coast America, then I can see run a fuck winning. Well, Max. But if it's like in anywhere else in world, I see like. Ongaro and Mayfield have have that slight edge over Ronfolk. Now, Max, I uh, 
You paused? No, no, I'm just just reading something. Uh, I think that uh, you underestimate the Viking. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But Maybe. I mean, I hope so. Because like... I think it's it just like the Finnish Sweden <laughs> thing. You just don't like people from Sweden too much. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm purely uh, looking at the data. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure there's no feelings whatsoever <laughs> in there whatsoever. No, I, I mean, mean I, I really like David and I have I nothing I, against like him. So, I mean, well, I wish him to be like, I'm just, you know, when it. you, when you talk to him and I talk to him quite often and I say, hey, you know, he sees these, I think he. I think these guys get angry. They want to come over and race the Americans. Like he wants to race. Oh Mayfield. yeah, I mean, if, if he, he wants is, to race, he's definitely gonna be fired up because I. I mean, I've said. I. I think uh, during RCGP, I said something about him on the podcast, and he after the race, after like the next race, he like came up to me and said, "Oh yeah, I, I'm fast at this race." I think like it was one of my interviews where I said like Ronafog was really slow at the Euros, uh, on the like uh, team profile or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I I I mean he cares and he, I mean I I'd be happy if he like uh, picked up the pace a bit more and all that I mean I'm rooting for him but I'm no, just being think, like uh, realistic. I think he can do. It. I think Angaro like after watching us to at, oh. at IBC it's like they're just back at it again like. Oh geez. yeah, I mean yeah, like, they definitely on the top three of the world. But like he 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 like at some tracks he he needs to get that little bit of edge uh, to beat Ongaro. But the same could be said about Ongaro. Ongaro struggles on American style tracks. He's oh yeah, 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 but that, yeah. DNC. So, yeah. all right. Uh, Ryan Yamaski, we're going to take a few more questions and then we're going to hop out of her. This is going longer than what we're supposed to, but it's, it's pretty cool. We have a spec tire. Oh, the yeah. manufacturers might make more money since there will be more availability of tires. I can't even get the most common ones right now. But the sponsor guys have all they need. Yeah, that's how it works. Oh yes, this is this is especially one of the things that it's really sucking for regular RC racers. Mm-hmm. You have to buy a fuck ton of tires. You have to buy them immediately as they restock because all the uh, sponsored guys are gonna take them all out before you get them. Mm-hmm. So like, you have to pay a lot of money. You have to sort of uh, uh, you have to sort of work work a lot to get the right tires you need, even though you pay for them. So it's like, it's ridiculous to me. And, uh, I feel like, I feel like the spec tire would only work if the tire company who, the tire company would like sponsor the event sort of. So like the tire company would have to pay for sponsorship of the event. And they would, then they would get the sales of the tires that are going to towards the event. So I think that's the only way it could work. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think there's no other way of doing it. It can't really like, I feel like this, uh, this what the JP is sort of suggesting is, is good because then there's a way to make sort of like all the drivers run their tire sponsors like stickers on mm-hmm. and the tires they're running are not branded. I, I think that's one way to do it. Uh, but I mean, people are still going to know it's going to be a tire that they're going to sort of, mm-hmm. Uh, like they know the tire brand they're using, like, and it's gonna be a sponsor of the series if that's gonna happen. So, I feel like that's a bit hard to do. What's up, Brian Moore from Santa Barbara? Love this track. Love that track. Chris uh, Boyder says the Techno team has the same ingredients as Mugen, but they don't work together like Mugen does. Mayfield is definitely the fastest guy, but he surrounded himself with the right people. I would have to agree with you right I, there. I I would have to agree, but I would have to disagree on having the same ing- ingredients. That's really not like 
come on, like the Mugen think, car and techno car are not even in the same planet, really. Mugen <laughs> is one of the most prestigious like cars right, but there the techno is. Car it's is been good. sort I think of developed in 15 years. The techno car is like a new car. It only works on certain type of surfaces and all that. So like, I think he's talking no, about the I, team I aspect have, of it, Max. The team aspect. Yeah, they but, have a big yeah, team. I know, I know, but like. Even well, if they had a team like Mugen, they wouldn't wouldn't have the same results. Well, the problem the is, is like that Mugen has always had such a small team. So you have Mayfield and you have Danny and you have, let's say, Drake. Drake knows, hey, that Mayf- Mayfield winning a, a national title is more important than me making the A-Main at a national title. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he also had True either who helped him out. He's got Jason Runner that's their helping him as well that's a bunch of good guys to have in your corner to help you out where the tech but guys, i actually think like can I it's it's a, it's a different strategy it's but, like mugen mugen is sort of like focusing on making a winning car and having a winning driver and techno is sort of focusing on having a strong enough team to have uh sort of a wide field of drivers in yeah the main. in the main and yeah the, the issue with with techno is which i've been saying all this time is that with that many hungry young egos in one camp, it can only be contained for so long. I mean, we saw a little bit about mm-hmm. that bubbling up uh, after the Nationals with Seth and, and Joe Bornhorst. It's just something you can't contain for long. And it, it, it just is what it is. And it, it, that's what happens. Like, people disdain and, and keeping secrets from each other happens when that happens, when you have to fight. And you know what? That's what racing is sometimes, too. Some of the best rivalries in in formula one actually came from teammates you know when you think yeah. of it like uh prost and senna or even um was it neat was it Lewis Rosberg and and Rosberg. hamilton yeah yeah you know yeah. so all that stuff's all good uh connie swenson he says i would love to see a two-wheel drive eight scale class built from the ground up no conversions in eight scale he was talking about that after you mentioned it uh i, we talked about I would it like to time. see a lot of yeah, I would like to see a lot of classes happen as well. But the thing is, like, there's a lot of cool classes that could be made, but like, there's already way too much classes. Like, if you think of ten scale, there's two wheel drive, two wheel drive stadium truck, two wheel drive short course, and then there's four wheel drive. And now they're trying to bring a four wheel drive stadium truck, and they're already a four wheel drive short course. So, like, to me, like the maximum you could have. Is two wheel drive and four wheel drive, like that's it, sort of like. That's a really buggy and uh, electric buggy. Sorry, my internet dropped for real quick. The little flash. I'm okay. Back. So. I hope that this got into the stream so there's like not a huge cut. But basically, sort of for 10 scale, the only like classes you could have with like two wheel drive, four wheel drive. For eight scale, it's buggy and electric buggy. And then like it would be sensible to race these classes because now it's pretty much like all the pro guys have to run a bunch of classes for no reason really. And most of the classes they just run without practice. And in club level, yeah, you could have as many classes as you want to. But like on pro level, you should cut the classes to as, as close to minimum as possible, really. Because then like the racing gets better. The, there's more to focus on, and it's not like a hundred classes everywhere. I that's just my take on it. But two-wheel drive eight scale would be interesting. 
Oh yeah, it would be cool. But so would be gas track would be cool, and so would be sort of short course four drag could be cool at some tracks. But like, you have to just draw a line somewhere. Max, favorite sport, favorite team. I'd have to say rallying. I think rallying and uh, and Toyota. But if it's if it's like a physical sport, then uh, I don't really follow anymore. I used to follow hockey quite a bit at some times but i used to like rangers a lot when i followed hockey in from finnish teams i always like helsing yogurt i don't follow hockey i do like rally um yeah. raw rcg collaboration well rcgp isn't a federation it's a race organization it's different it's a promoter yeah i i mean media from company what actually. I, from, from what i yeah it's a media company from what i've gathered throughout these past three to four years of RCGP existing and what Efra, Roar and Ifmar have responded to it, I, I'm i not going to be expecting a collaboration between any federation RCGP soon. These federations, you, you saw like what JQ put on his video, Efra called EOS and Threat, yeah. not sort of like, hey, we have a big race series in Europe, maybe Efra could be sort of like the governing body of this series. We did so, a race like, in SoCal. Their attitude is the wrong. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we need to just, just get rid of them. Get rid of the people in there and get, new, get all new people mm-hmm. in there. Screw them. Uh, we had all run the same. Oh, he's talking about, a, a, yeah, I'm, I'm all for spec tires, man. You people, people just don't understand how much money they save yeah. on yeah. travel. For, for RC2, yeah, for RC2, it's no-brainer. For club racing, uh, I could allow open tire for like smaller club races, like week races and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if it's like JBRL, I would run a spec tire. I feel like, yeah, yeah, good stuff. And uh, yeah, for RCGP, it could work, but the tire manufacturer has to be a big sponsor. I would otherwise take, it won't really work. I would, uh, I would take more teams getting into RCGP rather than them running spec tires right now. You know what I mean? So if if oh, getting yes, more drivers, yes. but if, if we have, but if we have six teams uh, and a wild card team, then it's like uh, if we already have full set of teams agreeing to spec tire, I would rather have that than have more than the full set of teams wanting to come in with open tire. Yeah, I, I, I would just that's, rather have that's more. Me, like I, I just rather have I more mean, drivers when, in there than. Then but it has to be one heat, though. You you can't have over fifteen. Well, right. it, it 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 can't really be more than one heat. That, I mean, true. it can be, it can be, but it won't be as good of a show. Right, film, I get that. I, get I feel that. like I understand that. Well, I think that's all the questions that we have for today, Max. It's got to be after twelve there where you are. At. Yeah, after one. Oh yeah, twenty past midnight. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you go. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. What's up, Patrick? How you doing? Uh, we're just coming to the end of our show here. Uh, we did a we had David Isherwood on, the owner of RCGP. He talked a little bit about the driven episode that was just released, Driven Storm Before the Calm. I think it's called. It's on YouTube yeah, and Facebook. Go calm. check it out. Share the shit out of that. Like share it everywhere. If you're on Reddit, share it to every social platform that you can. We need to get this viral. It only helps RC out. Um, we're trying to put a podcast together. It might, I, like I said, I got sick yesterday and knocked me off, off, off kilter. I'm still not even 100%, but I'm all right. Maybe this will be part of the podcast this week that people that didn't tune into this live. 
Um, we shall see. But Max and I are gonna be talking tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Keith, mm-hmm. you're always late to the party, man. But you can rewatch this. Thank you, Keith, for tuning in. I think that's it, guys. I think we're we're done for this. Uh, we are only supposed to do thirty minutes, forty five minutes, and we're getting all one twenty. Yeah. We but always you know, do when it, we get like. Yeah, when we get like the stuff going, we just go and go, and it's—I know. I mean, it's great. I enjoy it though. It's I really do too. Fun. I'm starting to like the lives more. You know what? I'm thinking of doing a live next Thursday. It's my birthday. It's Wally's birthday is the 25th. My birthday is the 29th. So we might do a birthday bash next week, and um, yeah. I might. Yeah, I, I might. Kinda, I kind of dig the lives too. Like, yeah, I have, like the lives like, too. You can ask the questions mid mid of the podcast, and we can call in for people and like. Yeah, but the only problem watch, is all that kind of stuff. The only problem is to get lives and get you on the lives. It has to be early, but to get yeah, a good amount yeah. of people on her, it has to be later on in the evening because most yeah. of the people that tune in are in the USA and they tune in after they come to work after they finish yeah. work but I mean you can you can rewatch it anyway so it's not like a right but you know to get the, like the most interaction thing. is Jones Tessman oh, yeah, rivalry yeah. what happened with Jones and Tessman uh, did I miss something uh, Chris please explain it to me I did yeah, not I don't, yeah I, 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 I don't understand this either yeah I didn't see that happening but anything's possible if I smell a rivalry I want to know beef? about it I want to know about it well, you know I, what? You know what? The Fend Rivkin rivalry. I'm starting to believe in it now. Of course, like, it exists. I mean, like before, I was like, okay, they just happen to have their lives at the same time. But now it's personal. I feel like now they're getting like personal. They're trying like. Oh, to, they don't like each uh, other. On top of. Yeah, like I think other. I think there's like something between there. And so, I mean, this is perfect. So check it. They they don't like. I know they don't like each other. And Cav probably doesn't like Rivkin too much either because Rivkin kind of. Yeah, Probably I, I feel like Cav is the type of guy that doesn't like any of his racers. Like maybe Mayfield because they've been friends for so right. long. But he's the type of guy who just wants to win. I feel like. I mean, I I I haven't talked to him that much, but I feel like he's the type of guy. Tessman spawned Jones on the chicane a couple of times. I I didn't. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about it, but hey, maybe he's showing the young buck. Hey, I'm still a, I'm a veteran here. You gotta. I don't know. That was a small track. It was. Not hard not to touch anybody yeah. on the track. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But definitely the Rivkin things, def- definitely, definitely. I told you that a long time ago. You didn't want to believe it. Then when they start now, like, yeah. people's like, oh, look, they're doing the lives together, like, same time. Like, immediately, yeah. once you're on YouTube. But, but the thing Facebook. is, like, you're you're kind of like a, a conspiracy theorist where you get excited about everything straight away. Like, we have to be sort of like the normal people. You're like, okay, Keenan, let's calm down. <laughs> but like, this time you were right. Yeah, like, there. this time you were right. <laughs> oh, Kevin Thompson, he's so savage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah, going to say that out loud. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I feel like he's he's onto something, maybe. Actually, I think people misjudge Cavallari a lot. He's actually, I think, is very introverted. And I mean, he's, he's, very he's, shy. He's, he's yeah, he's he's very nice though. Like that's the thing. Like, but I feel like he he's very like he really. Wants oh, he's to very. Win. He can be a, he can be an asshole too. Like yeah, f- f- yeah. He fucks like I've seen him fuck off uh, Saxton, and I'm like, I wouldn't take that yeah. from another man. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, we be fighting. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's up, Nitro Freak? How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm gonna have to go see that. I'm gonna go watch the mains again tomorrow and see where he spun him. You know what, Jones yeah. to do? Jim I mean, Jones to go out there um, and, and turn Tasman around a few times. Give him a yeah, Jones needs to Jones needs to grow big balls, you know. I feel like he's sort of like he's sort of he's sort of like 
gets gets sort of lost in the sidelines a bit, even though he's really fast. Mm-hmm. Like his speed is there, but like he doesn't have that sort of. It's got to be aggressive. Like, band, it's got to take you know? guys out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna get something going. Hey, hey, hey! Look, just do it. Like if people forget about it, yeah. and then you know what? Not just t- all right. I'm here. Not not that I'm saying you go out and take people. Oh, but sometimes you gotta give people a wheel. Like you know, Tasman did. Oh yeah, and and you have to be like you don't have to like just take out like ridiculously. You have to like race tight and give some moments for the people to remember you. You know. Yeah. Oh, so now we have a Jones and Tasman rivalry. Great. I have something to talk about now. Awesome. Oh, good yeah, Nitro I mean, Freak. Oh, good man. How you doing? Uh, I I. I think Jones needs to do things like that. He's trying to be a professional driver. He's got to, he's got to do what he's got to do to, mm-hmm. to, to get ahead. Can't be nice, man. Nice guys finish last and usually go home alone. So good stuff. All right. Um, I think that's it, Maxi. I think that's it. Um, yeah, we went for one and a half hours. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. I got an hour more than we planned uh, it's initially. It's like I like yeah, it when you interact with interact with the listeners and they get to ask questions and yeah. stuff like that. We should do more lives. Yeah. And we got, I mean, the, uh, the spectator discussion was really good too. Like, yeah. I feel like, uh, there were some good points we made there. Yeah. So, definitely a thing to think for the future. It's starting to catch one more though. I mean, before where you wouldn't hear yeah. it at all, there were some races to do it. Racers to do it. Who's the dirtiest pro drivers? Adam Drake is number yeah, Drake, one on my number list. One. Cab is probably the second. Uh, I've seen I've seen Adam Drake do some nasty things out there. Um, oh yeah, and he's Drake is t- like easy number one. Yeah. Drake is like there's no question. Like he's he's like Drake is up here, and then Cav is probably like here, and well Barufla is probably somewhere in between. But he's like sort of like he doesn't do it on purpose. Where Drake and Cavalier, I feel like do it. A I've lot seen Cav try to take somebody out on purpose. I've seen, yeah, you know, yeah. we've obviously seen the track. Cuts. Barufla, Barufla is like just so aggressive. He mm-hmm. doesn't an accident, you know. Like when he was at DNC, when he was making Mayfield nervous because he was just going yeah. so wild behind him, and he was like, "He needs to slow down." That's I don't think yeah. Marco is dirty Mayfield, like that. Mayfield's like one of the cleanest drivers in America, by the way. Yeah, I would, like even Tessman is more dirty than Mayfield. Yes, I would have to agree there. Uh but definitely Drake. Uh, Drake. Um, yeah. I I don't know, but Drake's from the old old school too, so he probably learned that from like yeah. back in the day. And all that there, yeah, but he does I it mean, to a point where you I don't mean, even see it. Sometimes you have to be really yeah, lucky. and he's like, and he does it like deliberate, deliberate. He's he isn't like just like accidentally. Oh, I've heard someone. the stories. He knows what he's doing exactly. I've heard yeah, people he knows talk exactly about it. what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, Richard. I think I think <laughs> you want to know who I think one of the dirtiest drivers is is Greg Degani because he does everything to win. Oh yeah, I was I was about to say it, but like Degani is like he doesn't take you out unless he has a reason to. Like he, when he takes people out, he, he, he has a good reason for it. And it's a really funny story every time. If you look, if you see I Greg Pagani like, doing anything out of the auto, uh, extraordinary or extra, like water in the track at a race, yeah, he's doing it for a reason. He's not doing yeah. it for, just to be out there and be helpful. He's, he might be doing it to like, to like, Screw over uh, Richard in the mind. I asked Richard, I said, hey, what did you think of the guy yeah. wandering track? I knew he was trying to play with my mind. I knew he was, and he did work, too, because he messed with my mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, Degon is number one in mind games. Yeah, Easy. Yeah. Not even close. He's, like, number one in mind games. Oh, man. But I don't know who else is dirty. Um, 
Yeah, Who else I mean, could Drake, we consider Drake dirty? Drake and Cav are easy picks. I would say Rivkin, too. Rivkin's got a dirty streak on him. Like, Rivkin, Rivkin seems like he just doesn't care about other people on the track more than he's dirty, sort of, you know? Yeah, like, I get he that. doesn't really, like, because, like, some, like sort of like Baruffalo. Rivkin and Baruffalo, I feel like the same, even though they drive completely differently. Mm-hmm. But in racing situations, they sort of make the same sort of errors, I feel like. Whereas Mayfield and, uh, so not Mayfield, uh, Drake and Cavalieri, they do it deliberately and they know what they're doing and they sort of try to try to sort of make themselves have the best situation <laughs> in everything. I was about to say, you know? what about Kanas? Kanas is pretty aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jake, he says, every Spaniard. Yeah, I was about to say like Robert and Kanas, but they are not like. I think Kanas is super aggressive. They, yeah, but they, they are weird because they they are not like. They don't take people out deliberately, but it feels like it. It's different, like because Baruffalo and Rivkin, they sort of take people out here and there, uh, and Cavalieri and Drake are more calculated, but then like. All the Spaniards, like I, I feel like Robert even does this a lot at big races. It's oh like gosh. they We're just get randomly take people out. Spanish you know? Maybe, but like they, they, I mean, I don't know if it's like the racing culture there or if it's just the drop top drivers happen to be this way. But they sort of like it just happens somehow. But it happens a lot. I don't know who else. Who else could be considered dirty? <laughs> that's in our young in our in our genre like that we can yeah, like I right know. now I, mean, I, I don't really europe it's like only jq is dirty Spaniards, really jq is the worst thing to ever happen to rc if you ask most people oh he yeah, turned I mean, off the radio JQ is, jq is sort of jq is sort of like he's he's like a a, a more sort of uh he has a better moral compass than drake but he does the same thing, sort of. <laughs> you know, I, JQ like he always you. calculates that it, right. it's okay, but then he takes people out like straight out at sometimes as well. Oh, let, let's hear sort of like he, he it. I asked, I, I, you Infinium, know, what I said, hey, JQ, why don't you join us for a live show after the after the RCGP yeah, video? The, <laughs> what JQ said, this is, this is sort of like the Spaniard sort of takeout. So it's not like they're deliberately doing it, but they are just like, well, if I don't hit this guy, it doesn't really matter. So they're like sort of like this. I feel that's like the way way they take you out, you know. Whereas when Drake takes you out, you're like, that guy knew exactly what he was doing. Like, you know. It, oh, yeah, time. yeah. You can see some of these, like, you've read people's yeah. uh, race I mean, reports. I've, I've, I've had to suffer this at PMB in qualifying. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? But you earned that. You yeah. earned that. You earned that. You're rude. Not really. I mean, I was on a good run. I passed him in next corner. You earned that. Like, again. come on. Come on. You knew you was going to get taken how, out how by do Drake. I, I mean. Because your JQ's, I mean, yeah, you, I, your JQ, yeah, you was JQ's I mean, Padawan I knew, I know, at that point. He's like mini yeah, JQ. I didn't earn it. But like I knew it was coming. Of course like, you knew it was coming. You earn earned it, it you little punk. It's like boom, get out of me. Uh, when you're Adam Drake, you could do stuff like that. I guess. Yeah, but I I passed him first. I catched him, passed him, and he took me out next corner. But I, I don't I, ever I mean, want to do a PMB with you again. We almost I'm a, we, you and I almost I almost killed you that night because I was so angry <laughs> at you. Then you yeah, almost, he was freaking out. Then but there was nothing compared to what you done the next day. And that would what have been ugly. Oh, when when the whole drone incident happened and and Warnhorse walked across. The oh pits yeah, and, yeah. The average Joe. And when you said that, I just went like this. Oh gosh. 
But I mean, he got purely mad about that. I, I mean, you I, think? I, I only made it you think? Show. I would have yeah, slapped I mean, you if you said something gonna... like that. If you yeah, would have said know. that, I, I would have mean... been like, schmack. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was still quite pissed. Off. Oh, you I, think I kind so? of understand he was, him. He was, was angry. I was surprised, though. He wanted, he wanted JB to say something. Spaniards just attack, attack, read aggressive for the most part. It, it, ha- it just happens to overlap at the moments when they cross each other's paths, and it only looks aggressive to each other. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You look what JQ started. That was a good question, Corey. <laughs> Very good question, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, but JP a, was actually pretty correct. It's like they're aggressive oh attacking the track. The words they, that come out of JQ like, and, and Max's mouth do not represent my words or words of the NNRC. Yeah, well, I mean, we're just being honest. And I mean, I'm not hating on anyone. People have their styles and you respect everyone in, in their own way. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Any more questions? Because I'm having too much fun. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun. I mean, the, yeah, JQ wants, wants to call in. <laughs> no, no, he wants to chime in in the chat, but didn't want to join for the live. Yeah. I haven't seen JQ in like weeks. I don't know what he looks like right now. He might be like... Yeah, me neither, actually. He hasn't had his camera on. He's like, oh, I can't use my camera. I'm like, what are you doing there that you can't use your camera? So, who knows? But it was a good show. Good show. We never do anything. Look, all in 30 oh, yeah. minutes. We never do anything short. <laughs> I'm hating on them. <laughs> well, we all know JQ, that Joseph. Yeah, I mean, we all know yeah, that you JQ and the Spanish always... <laughs> Racing Association do not have a lot of uh, good yeah. relationships, good relations. Oh, you've oh been, yeah. By the way, Pineda and Gomez both. Like, yeah, you've JQ been kicked out of a Spanish nationals. You've caused Max to get miss his final because you know they made that rule specifically for Max. You and the Spanish Association yeah. really don't have much in common. I'm surprised you they're fine like now, but JQ is like JQ is like they're they probably see JQ and just like I don't even instantly know. go to a depression or I something. I don't know how he's even allowed back into Spain to be honest. Yeah, I mean but, maybe like the Spanish king gives JQ a ban from going to Spain. Maybe, but at least he's getting excited. He's already talking about DNC now, so and JQ. Yeah. DNC is like a half a year away. I know, but you know, gotta start planning now. Well, I guess. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We didn't get as many participants this week, but we started kind of early. Remember, guys, go check out Driven episode three. Share the shit out of that. Also, uh, check out our Linktree link that has all of our. Uh, actually, I'll post that up here. All of our, if you're interested in showing the supporters of the podcast some love, sponsors of the podcast and love, hold on, what's this? Uh, you can find everything under our Linktree account right here, which I've done. Hold on, let me post it up. So what I've done is all of our, well, everything that we have to do with um, the podcast or anything like that, now, we have everything under this link tree, so you can get to most of our podcast, podcast apps, our YouTube channels, all of our sponsor links. Uh, we have the, the promo codes written, written there as well, so you can use them. And, yeah, show, show, show the sponsors some love, showing the podcast some love. There's also the Patreon link in there if you guys feel extra generous. You can go in there. So everything's under that one link tree. It's always going to be in the written description 
all these podcasts so you don't have to see a whole bunch of writing underneath it. Uh, yeah, exactly what JB Sweet says. Before you know it, the New Year and DNC will be upon us. It's July, Max. Half the year is going already. You're like, oh, it's six months yeah. away. Yeah, Christmas will be here soon. Maybe singing, maybe doing a Christmas show soon. Watch next week, Christmas show. Yeah, like it will feel like next week. Okay, okay. All right, Max, thank yeah. you. Uh, remember, guys, go check out Max's channel, show him some love. Uh, I had yeah. one guy say that you need to change your profile picture on your YouTube. You look very suspect. So, suspect. Yeah, let's get what? yourself a nice new. Banner made. Put some, you know, put some, some. You do the content that matters. You gotta, you gotta wrap it up and make it look nice too. Yeah, but like my style is very elegant. It's, it's not like, uh, it's, a, it's a certain style. You it's know, not that elegant. I'm going for. It's I'm it living up in the attic of my parents' room with all my trophies to my right hand side in a dark room and a camouflage hat. Oh style. yeah, well the set, yeah the setup is the setup is no, not I'm not great. talking about I, that, I but I mean. To make them, you gotta get like a nice banner and a profile picture. No, like, not no, looking no. like an axe that's murderer. Like, that's too like, no, no. The idea is being an ex axe murderer. You know, that's like the style. An axe murderer knows how to set up your eight scale car. Okay, so that's what we do in Finland. In Finland, we train to be yeah. axe murderers. Yeah, what? but like, yeah, you know, you know, like sometimes you you might think to yourself, why would I read a book? Or watch a video for two hours when I can just watch a video that's fifteen to 10, 10 to fifteen minutes and learn much more in the process. There you go. That's why you go to my channel, check out my videos. Yeah, let's get Max up to a thousand subs. If you guys haven't hit the sub and like and notification button on the No Name RC podcast, please do that too. We need as many as we can get. And thank you to everyone that joined us. It was fun. It was a good live. And join us next week as we do our birthday bash, Wally and I's birthday bash. I don't know what's going to happen there. And um, <laughs> looking like the Children of Bodom album cover. I don't even know who that is. Must be That's that. a Finnish uh, metal band. Okay. It would be. I don't listen Finnish. to metal, though. I don't listen to metal, though. I listen to rock. and Well, I listen to some black metal, but that's very, very narrow field. Cool. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you to all the awesome sponsors of the podcast. They are Mayako, TNR Fuels, High Tech, Beach RC, Techno RC, JQ Racing, Sun City RC Raceway, Manscaped.com, Lugs RC, Racecraft USA, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, RCGP, Wally Builds, RCMX, House of RC. Thank you, guys, for all this uh, support. Thank you to all of the patrons that support us, and thank you to everybody that joins us and makes this all happen. We can't do it without you guys. I think that's it for tonight. We didn't do no fancy intros. We ain't doing no fat. You know what? I think people like our exit song so much that we have to play it every time. Yeah, I think so. Max, anything to add before we sign out here? Not really. Remember to have fun. You know, slow down, enjoy life. Enjoy I, the journey. I, I feel that. I, I need to remind myself of that uh, once in a while. Yeah, me too. It's summertime. You should enjoy it. Enjoy the summer. Mm -hmm, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, enjoy RC. Be Feel fortunate you can go race RC because you could be like me and you can't mm -hmm. go have anywhere to race, which I'm trying to help work on after the summer. Or, you know, like I, I feel like Keenan has a hard time going anywhere. See, and this is why we're going to end this podcast because you're getting rude. <laughs> now, I, we just don't have a... Uh, on that, I'm trying to get the guys to gather 
to to do that. Uh, but it's probably not going to be to after summer and things cooled on her. So that's how that yeah. goes. Max, thank you for your time. Thank you, everybody. Remember, watch Driven, episode three. Share it. We should have a podcast this week. I don't know. Uh, me being sick yesterday affected that, but we shall see. If not, this live was pretty good, and I hope you guys enjoy this and we answer some questions. This might be this week's podcast. Who knows? Uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for all the support. Check out that link in Linktree. Show the sponsors the support. Helps us out a lot. Hey, Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Max and Lefty are out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory. so bad.